What's up, man? D, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. What's up, what's up? It's been a long time. It has been a long time, you know? That's why I kind of wanted to do this. Like, I feel like since we don't have the the chat anymore and you've been, like, busy with, you know, your, your school and, and, and your work, it's like we haven't even talked basketball in, in like, a yeah, while. I, I barely even had time to, you know, this is as, as – I haven't even watched that much lately, to be honest with you, but I've done some catching up over the – the last few days as to like what's going on and uh we just want to talk about kind of what's going on or, or around the league right now um is there anything in particular that you want to start with d we got to move fast because because and uh, you know i know you have something else you got to get to um yeah so i mean like, the, the goal is to try to do like a hard you know 30 45 minutes max but like let's just try to keep it 30 um let's yeah, talk about i guess the most recent news that just came out with the whole Woj um and ben simmons uh issue um earlier today Woj sent out a, a tweet saying that, you know, um, Rich Paul, his agent, and uh, what's his name? And I guess the president and the GM of um, the 76ers, uh, they both talked. And, oh, actually, Elton Brand was there too. They talked over uh, lunch, and there was a stalemate when it came to the status of what's going to happen with uh, Ben Simmons. Um, it says that Simmons no longer is uh, closer to playing this season. And they're determined to bring him back or bring back a significant uh, player in a trade. So all in all, for me, that did not even like I don't even know why that message was sent. I don't know that why that tweet was sent. That was just kind of a bogus thing in my eyes. It's like, what's the point of texting that just to just text that, you know, or tweet that, I guess. Uh, what, what do you think? Right. Yeah, I mean. So and, and and to build off of this earlier this week too, we got a big uh, a big report from Shams Sham Sharania, mm-hmm. and he basically said that um, you know he listed kind of some stuff with like Simmons and, and like John Collins and stuff like that, and um, so yeah, I, I mean it's a little weird for sure because it's like the you know what changed like it, it seems like it's we're just in a holding pattern here and. I mean, what do you think of, of, about this? Where how how far are we away from the trade deadline? Like a month? I mean, is, yes, is this under a month now? Yeah. The trade deadline, T, because because I'm starting to have my doubts. Uh, I don't know if you know. Like, I, I think one of the, the people that they're waiting for, uh, Darren Morey, was um, uh, Damian Lillard, and now we have the news that Damian Lillard is going to be out for you know something between six to eight weeks, probably a little bit more. I oh, and we'll talk about that uh, that one on the next uh, go round. But I now am nervous that it's actually going to happen. That it's not actually going to happen. You know, I feel like at the end of the day, Daryl Morey is very stubborn, which you know is a good thing and a bad thing because he's done a lot of good deals in his lifetime. But at the same exact time, like you know, you're kind of hurting Joel's like prime. You know, he gets injured every single year. He still has that partial. Uh, meniscus tear, like he needs some help. Like, uh, what are, what are they this season in the, in the standings? They are fifth right now, which is not bad. Um, a couple yeah. games behind uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, like a game behind Milwaukee Bucks. But at the end of the day, like I'm, I know that it's not gonna like if Joel goes down, they are gonna tank like very very hard. Um, and not saying tank as in like trying to get like draft picks, but tank as in just like keep going and plummeting to the bottom of the standings if they keep doing that. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. And uh, yeah, it's going to be hard for, uh, you know, it's going to be hard for Philadelphia to contend for a title this year. if They don't make this move. I mean, cause it's going to be uh but it's going to be interesting to see how this affects things. Cause this is definitely like the, the thing that's going to unlock, I think the trade market. I've already seen some concern that, you, you know, from, uh, from people online, like, well, if the Sixers are really going to slow play this, then you know it could really just hold up the rest of the trade market. It could be hard to get deals done around the deadline because like everybody's waiting for the Simmons domino to drop. Like I heard, like, like I heard the Timberwolves are an example. Like the, the Timberwolves, you know, might be interested in deals to, like upgrade or whatever, but like they're probably not going to do anything that jeopardizes any Simmons possibility. So, I mean, you know, only one person is going to get Simmons. You've been hearing like you know. The Atlanta Hawks are contenders. Cleveland Cavaliers are contenders. I don't know if that's going to happen now with, you know, a lot of their guys being out, especially Ricky Rubio, because that was most of the salary cap that they're going to use or the salary that they're going to use. We can get to the Cavs, but I have a solution for the Cavs. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Just just tell me now. 
Uh, his name is Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> I mean, hey, that could happen. You know, the, now the, the question is, do you think Dennis Schroeder is going to want to go to that team? I understand, <laughs> like, I understand that he's, you know, he can get traded at any time, but he also has to, like, make the commitment saying, I will resign with your team. Uh, but the thing is, it's Dennis Schroeder is the way his contract is. It's gonna be hard for any. It's gonna be hard for any team to re-sign him because you're not gonna have bird rights. That's true. So it, it it's really just a rental for the Cavs to to get through the season if they think they're like a real contender or something. I I, I think they feel like that because I mean they did a second round pick or something like that for Rondo, so that's not really anything. But you know, again, there's a bunch of different teams around. Um, like I said, the Atlanta Hawks, they're, they're trying to, you know, trade away maybe Cam Reddish. You know, people are talking about, um, what's his name, John Collins as well. I mean, I don't want to go super deep into the trade, you know, thing right now. We could definitely do that on a, maybe another episode. We'll maybe do later a trade on. preview maybe at some point. Yeah, you I know, mean, that's that's the goal. Out, yeah. Yeah. Um, we just got to make sure we plan kind of that day, maybe a week in advance, just so I can get things kind of situated but anyway um so it's it's just uh it's just amazing uh sorry uh it's just it's amazing to see that uh another another in other news sorry uh Damian Lillard again Damian Lillard is going to be out for six to eight weeks from that abdominal abdominal surgery um what do you think about that um I mean I think that Damian Lillard's time in Portland is passed up. Um, I think that the Blazers need to look strongly at a full-scale organizational rebuild. Um, They're obviously going to be hiring GM. I've heard some iffy things about Chauncey Billups as a head coach. Like, they may need just a total leadership reset. Like, if I were them, I would just wipe it clean. Just, they had their run with Dame. They made a conference finals. That's cool. But, like, Dame's going to be out. So you're probably going to – the best thing for that franchise, move Dame in the offseason. Start mo- marketing CJ now. Start marketing some of those role players now. They're, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're in 10th, so they're still in the play-in just because the West is really thin this year. But, um, you know, they're not a playoff threat. I mean, do you think they're a playoff threat? I don't. Zero percent. Yeah, I mean, especially if you're talking about Dame being out, like, come on. Like, 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 like if, if Dame – Maybe this Dame injury can ultimately actually help Portland. It could actually help them understand like what they need to do. Because I don't really think they get it. Like they seem content to just like chill in the eighth seed for a while. Uh yeah, exactly. Sorry, I'm getting a text from Oh, you're fine. Um anyway, so yeah, you know, I think I think you know, six to eight weeks that lands them about a month maybe before uh the playoffs. Uh like you said, they're tenth. The East right now, or the West right now, is just you know not that great. At least in the bottom half of it, but you still have teams that are you know still fighting for it. You know, you still have the Spurs, you still have Sacramento, um, you still have the Pelicans, even though they're what only a game and a half behind in their thirteenth place. So they have a bunch of player or teams that are kind of fighting for it, and the teams above them, Minnesota, uh, both LA teams, and also Denver fighting and, and, and jostling for these spots too. So at the end of the day, like if it's that low, I don't think that, well, the smartest thing to do is to tell the Portland Trailblazers, is okay, let's just actually sit him for the whole season. There's no pur- purpose of coming back. You know, maybe if they're in like the sixth spot, maybe there's a chance, but you saw the team, how it is. They're not doing that great. You know, I think it's time, like you said, to kind of start getting people uh, going maybe trading to to for future stuff you know that maybe Dane might be out um so you know kind of building around like the younger guys you know like the Anthony Simons like that might be one of the guys that they can kind of like get things going um the what's Nasir Little like those two guys probably help tremendously and just start shipping people for draft picks and you know draft capital in general because at the end of the day like this team is not going well. There's always just going to be rumors about, you know, the Trailblazers and Dame and what he's going to do. So just kind of let that be and uh, just start over, I guess. You know, a hard, 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 hard reset. Yeah, no, T, I completely agree. So uh, no disagreement there. So let's, let's move on. I have something that I want to bring up that was in the, uh, I believe this is in the Sham piece on Monday. And that is that the Celtics 
do not intend to break up Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And to that, I say thank you to the Celtics front office for having working brain cells inside your heads. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Because at the end of the day, this is two players. People say they can't play together. Well, did you watch the NBA in the last four years? Because those two players were led the Celtics to the conference finals in two of those years. I don't think duos who lead a team to the conference finals, you don't just a, a season and, you know, and a half later, you just don't say like, Oh, they can't play together. No, you start looking if, if the team isn't doing that well, you start to look at other things first because those players have actually proven in the past that they can succeed together. So you need to start looking at other things. You need to start looking at the supporting cast. You need to start looking at coaching. You look at everything else first, and then a few years down the road, if you're still having problems, then maybe look at it. Um, but yeah, thank you for having. Thank you for making sense. Um, as far as you know, the rest of the roster, you know, definitely look at stuff with that. You know, Dennis Schroeder make you know he makes a lot of sense as a trade piece. I don't really think he's, you know, a great fit with the team right now. The way that's played out. Um, they need more shooting on the court. Uh, you know, I, I prefer they keep smart and time Lord as well. Cause I, I don't get the smart hate. If he actually plays point guard, his skills actually really work well with the team. And we know how good Robert Williams is, you know, Horford or, or the young guys, or certainly Josh Richards. I've wanted gone for a while cause he's anti-vax and I don't fuck with that shit. But um, so I've wanted him gone all year, but so any of the, those dudes like goodbye, see ya. But um Certainly the top of the roster, you, you, you know, you should be trying to find like the fifth piece to put with that lineup. I think like whether it's like a, a sharpshooter, a big wing who can, who can check some of those power forwards, take pressure off Tatum and hit some shots outside as well. Like a piece like that is what you should be looking at. Not, you, you know, you, you're at the end of these games and you've got Tatum initiating the, the offense, which he should do. He's the best player on the team with Marcus Smart and Dennis Schroeder on the court together that's providing zero floor spacing and it's just a complete congested mess and it just doesn't work. Like have smart on the court. Cause he's a great defender and he's, he can be the point guard and settle things down. He's been the best passer on the team for a while, but you know, just, and, and then the coaching too, it's been getting better the last couple of games, but the coaching was shaky for a while too. So we got to look, maybe look at that towards the end of the season. If this is uh, still a problem, but definitely do not, do not, do not break up Tatum and Brown. Mm -hmm. and, and, that, uh, and thank you to the people who've said that. Like Jalen Rose, not someone who I've, I've, I've had like a super high view of, of his commentary before, but it's like, thank you so much. I gain a lot of respect for you for making sense and coming out and saying that. Like the, these people that just are like, oh, we need to break them up. It's like, it's literally just taking the easy way out with your analysis. It's like you're just trying to spit out a hot take because you think it's going to get you page views or whatever. And it's just stupid. So I just had to say that. Um, T, do you have any thoughts on what I said? Yeah, I mean, uh, I I think, you know, like if I am a executive, obviously I'm not going to try to trade them. But there is sometimes you have to kind of think about what's going on with the situation. Um as of right now, the team isn't working. You know, I know that you guys maybe won a couple games, like, at, uh, recently, but the team's not working. Jalen Brown is, you know, shooting a little bit less than what he was before the last, you know, couple of seasons. Same thing with Jason Tatum. Um, I've seen a, a couple uh, – I would, like, kind of peek in a couple games, um, and I would see, just like you said, the offense would, you know, have Jason Tatum and, like, maybe the set just, like – um waste, I don't know, 15 to 17 seconds of the game. And now it has to be Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown to get those last couple of shots, which, you know, could drop your, uh, um, just can, just can make you inconsistent when it comes to shooting. So I completely understand that. But at the same exact time, like the, the biggest thing that I see with this team is actually going to be more of a lack of leadership. Okay. Everybody on your team, uh, besides Horford, I guess, and Cantor, but he's not really, or Freedom, but he's not really, like, anyone, um, yeah. is, like, five years of playing in under. Uh, Marcus has seven, Dennis Schroeder has eight, but, you know, and Josh Richardson has six, but they're not your leaders. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Marcus Smart is, but he's not truly the leader that they need, you know. He's not a Draymond Green type, you know. 
He's not, you know, um, whatever. I, I always use Jamon Green as the, the biggest leader or LeBron James as the biggest leaders of, his, of their team because they're the people who kind of are the heart and soul. You guys don't have a heart and soul. You don't have a veteran. You don't have a Jimmy Butler. You don't have a Kyle Lowry to kind of help you out with that. You know, a seasoned veteran that can pull everyone together. One thing that your uh, coach did say uh, is you guys have lack of leadership, and I completely agree, and, and I don't agree. Here's the reason why I agree. Um, I agree because, again, like I said, the age difference of a lot of these people are, like, not big at all. Everyone's around the same age, you know, and then you have the two people who, you know, skyrocketed from their, you know, freshman year. So now they're the stars, but they're not going to be the people who corral the team. That's the first one. The second one is the, the leader should be also the coach. So when he said that, I laughed hard <laughs> and I know that was a, a while ago a few weeks ago from them but I just found that that's very funny because I understand he might mean like there needs to be somebody on the court to help you out kind of like oh like a, like a Chris Paul like a Chris Paul but you know you guys don't have that you know usually it's a point guard the last couple of years Kemba was the guy to kind of help you out with that even though he was you know injured half the time and a person previously before that was Kyrie and I understand that you might not have an issue, you have an issue with that, but he's probably going to be more of the leader than like, you know, the rest of your squad who are, you know, 23, 24, 25, you know? Yeah, so that just- one I disagree with, but if you, if you certainly, because because Kyrie is just completely toxic in every way, um, his, his latest picture is... He's a better leader than who you have right now. That's what I'm saying. No, he's not. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. Kem- Kem- Kemba is different. If you want to talk about Kemba, that, that's fine. But Kemba it's- on the court just didn't fit anymore. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's just kind of the biggest thing when I was what I would say with that. Um, you guys will be okay. You guys maybe need to do a couple things. Um, but I one of the biggest things that I was laughing about was the Dennis Schroeder trade because at the end of the day, I didn't think that that was going to work because he was going to be playing for his money. Like, and when people play for their money, they're a little bit more selfish. Uh, they're a little bit more. I'm just kind of again, just trying to play for my money because, you know, he's probably very hurt from not making, you know, his $25 million. Uh, so now he's making $5 million. So now he just kind of had to bite the bullet when all the money dried up. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, so a couple point, points, uh, you know, I do want to say, I, I do think signing Dennis Schroeder was worth it just because it was such a cheap price and it was one year. And, um, you know, we knew, we always knew like, okay, no, no long-term thing here. It's like worst case, we'll be able to trade him at the deadline for probably positive value. And, and, and that's fine. The, in fact, I actually think Dennis Schroeder's had his moments with the team. Cause that's an, a, another thing that's gone on with, with the season is um, Tatum and Brown have only probably played. And this is why it's so ridiculous that people are saying, Oh, break them up, break them up, break them up. They've played like half the games together where they've both been out there. I mean, half the time it's been one of them that's out. I mean, for, Jalen was hurt for a while and then Tatum ended up on COVID list. And it's just, uh, you know, if you told me that that was going to be the case, of course I had big expectations coming into the season. I would have said, okay, well, that's really going to hurt their place in the standings a little bit in, in a deep Eastern conference. Um, so I don't regret them signing Schroeder. He, he certainly had his moments when um, Brown was out, but you know, is trading him the right move at the trade deadline. Um, definitely. Especially when a team like Cleveland, is like the perfect suitor because they need just a point guard to help them for the rest of this season. And he'd be, he'd be cheap for them, you know, easy to get, whether it's a couple of second round picks or, you know, maybe their, their first, if it's at the very end of the first round, you know, you can put protections on it like teams have done in the past. Um, I'd certainly think that like a very, very late first would be the absolute most we could get. But, um, you know, even if it's a couple of seconds that, you know, I think you do that and maybe get out of the tax. We, we have movable contract. We have all of our, our first round picks, a lot of young players. Like, let, let's look at a lot, a lot, a lot of other things first before we start um, looking at that. And, and as far as far as the coach, it's just like, yeah, I mean, he always like talks a big game like that, you know, well, questioning the team toughness and leadership and, and all that. Like, I mean, you're the coach, dude. Like, at some point you're supposed to like take accountability. Like it's, it's one thing to call people out, but like you have to be accountable with yourself too. And, and like, that's one thing that like a lot of the coaches that I follow that are great coaches, like 
um, you know, Brad Stevens and Bill Belichick, like they always start with like, oh, when, when we lose, oh, we didn't coach well enough. I haven't heard that enough from this guy. So I mean, he's again, it's his first year. So again, we don't have to really worry about that. Let's let's uh, try to <laughs> transition into a different uh, topic because I I know you can talk about the Celtics and everything. Yeah, <laughs> we don't. Have time, so that's fun. <laughs> um, let's talk about Clay Day. Let's talk about Clay Day. That happened, you know, uh, about almost a week ago. Um, Clay's first game against the Cavaliers, home game. Uh, yeah, T, did you watch it? Give, give yeah, me your yeah, full yeah. report because I, I was all football that day because it was like the last <laughs> day of the regular season. So I didn't uh, know. Much. So let's, let's, uh, I forgot what day. That was a Sunday, right? That was Sunday the 9th. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, the game itself wasn't that great, but it was cool to see, uh, Clay coming back. Uh, let me, I'm just pulling up the box score right now. Um, so number one, uh, Clay shot 38% from the field and 37% from the three. He shot 18 shots. Uh, he had about uh, a little bit under 20 minutes, about five seconds under 20 minutes. Um, one thing that I watched in this game, and I'll talk about another game afterwards. Um, one thing that I, I did watch was, you know, he really was hungry to get the ball. You know, he really was like, I play, I haven't played in under a thousand days. I'm going to go ahead and, and try to dominate. I'm going to try to put my mark. So he started, you know, shooting off early. I think he made his first one. Everyone was going crazy. And then he missed, like, the next five, you know. So, you know, again, he him shooting 38%, you can see that he was definitely hungry. Uh, when it come, came to it, Steph Curry, at the, uh, he had 20 points or 23 points. Uh, he was shooting terribly. He's been, like, in a shooting slump. But we'll talk about that in another time. Um, but, yeah, Clay. You know, I honestly, I I saw like a shift in the the Warriors game. That's that's kind of the biggest thing. Warriors ball is all about passing. Doesn't matter who it is. Everybody on the court can shoot except Draymond usually and maybe Kevon Looney. But everyone could usually shoot. You know, they they pass it up for the next person, get the the better pass. You know, and then at, at the end of the day, give it to Steph. And that's kind of what it is. But in this this game, you know, it was really they they kind of stopped the ball a lot. And it was honestly because of Clay. Um, two really instances was this game and the game yesterday against the Memphis Grizzlies, which I'm a big fan of Memphis now. Um, and nice. we'll talk about that right after. So, especially that there was a, a play yesterday against the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, it was about 10, 15 seconds left in, in the second quarter. Uh, they double-teamed Clay. He was right in the, in the, in the paint. He could have passed it to number four. I think that might be uh, uh, her. Uh, what's his name? Um, what's the dude name? The dude with five names. Juan Toscano Anderson. That's what his name. So yeah. Toscano Anderson. He could have passed to him at the like hit. He could hit a three. You know, I'm I don't know what his three point percentage is, but him be at the three point line, most likely he's okay. He's okay. He's decent. You know, hitting corner yeah. shots. Cool. Perfect. He made eye contact. Literally was right in his face. Turned around try to shoot a contested jumper, like a fadeaway, and missed. And I was like, he kept doing that over and over again in these last two games. Not just those would go inside. And I'm just like, you just came back from an ACL and an Achilles injury. And I understand that you want to show everyone that you're, you know, strong and healthy or whatever. But the last time you went for a dunker, you hurt yourself, you know. And then whatever the Achilles injury was, like, you were doing all these risky plays when you should start, you know, kind of get your shot back. You know, and that's what it is. Like, I understand that you're healthy, but you still have, like, half of the season left. You know, you still have like, three months left. You should not be, you know, trying to injure yourself. And, again, I don't really care because I'm not a, you know, what you call it? I like the Grizzlies more than I like um, the the Warriors. But, like, this dude falling all over the place, like, just not not the smartest moves, you know, for, for Clay in, in that game. But, I mean, I'm glad that he's back, you know, just because it's just – I'm sure – doing something over and over again and not able to do it for a thousand days because of an injury, that's probably a, a good thing, but I'm sure he was making that money. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, boss. Yeah, no, that's uh, that th that's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just cool to see him healthy. Right. Because like yeah. he's been, he's been out for, you know, for, you know, all, over two years. I mean, it's just crazy how, how long he's been out. Like think of all the stuff that's happened um, you know, since since he's been injured, I mean, COVID and the bubble and 
like all these, you know, Ed, the whole league, the whole landscape of the league is really just unrecognizable since he played last. I mean, it's just crazy. And to, you know, to, to, to see him, you know, back out there balling is, is a really good thing. Um, it's a really good thing for the league and for the Warriors. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun to see how they do this year, really, um, yeah. you know, with him back. So um, just, just, just really, really good stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I feel like the next topic should be just the, their counterpart uh, yesterday's game, um, and it's uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. They have a 10-game win streak. Um, oh, last, my. I didn't even know yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The last time they lost was actually against Golden State. They played them uh, two times between that, and uh, they won two out of the three. So uh, props to, you know, John Morant and the gang. Uh, they have like tremendously opened my eyes to like that type of basketball is the type of basketball I love. You know, they're like great in, on transition. Everyone's shooting threes. Everyone's playing tough defense. No one can stop John Moran. That's just kind of how it goes. And you know, him, he's not even like the greatest three point shooter. You know, um, I think he was like one for four yesterday. He shoots, I mean, he shoots 37%. So 38% from the three is, you know, a little bit above league average, so, so that's great. But like he's doing, he's twenty five points a game, seven assists. You know, in his third year, you know everyone might be thinking of, he might be in like top ten in MVP. He's definitely going to be an All Star this year, helping his team win number four in the in the West against like teams that's supposed to be making it, like you know the the Dallas Mavericks, the Nuggets, the Clippers. You know, Portland. Oh, 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 I was going to save them for last. Exactly. Okay. So all these different teams. Definitely. No, 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 they're fine. Definitely, definitely just dominating. And I'm like, that's what I'm saying. I'm a big fan. You know, I told you I'm a Utah fan as well um, because, you know, D Wade and Donovan Mitchell. But, you know, now I don't know which, which one's my second and my third team, honestly, because I've just been watching these guys. Like, I don't usually, I, I watch basketball games, but. I was actively waiting for this this Memphis game. I was like, I cannot wait to see these dudes play, you know. And the dude, they didn't even have you know Brooks in the in, on the lineup. And I know they didn't have Draymond, so everyone's like, oh, maybe da da da. No, you weren't gonna stop. You weren't gonna stop that guy. You don't have anyone that's gonna be able to stop uh, uh, John Morant. Um, and then. Again, a quick shout-outs to a couple players that I really was watching. Tyus Jones, three-point sniper from Duke. He was killing it. You know, uh, Kyle Anderson, they call him slow-mo, really good. Jaron Jackson Jr., uh, I'm impressed with his uh, three-point percentages. I know it's, what, 31% this year, but it was better than, like, what, his, like, 25 28% last year. Um, so, you know, just a couple things like that. Uh and then, like, the bench is just doing great. Desmond Bain is doing great. I wanted to draft him from TCU uh, last year. Um, and uh, we picked the guy that we traded the year after. So, yeah. Shout out to Precious Chua. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, do you have anything to say about Memphis? Yeah, I mean, you know, well, I was just uh... – I, I can't I can't say I've watched a ton of them lately just because I, I haven't had time to watch a ton of anyone lately. But, um, you know, I just just like seeing, you know, highlight stuff and following, um, you know, what's been going on and, and, and just looking at the standings and just like, oh, my God, the Grizzlies are in fourth place and, and then fifth place is like eight games. Yeah. Behind. Damn, like that's crazy. So it, it seems like they have definitely, especially when you look at how the West is, you have Phoenix and Golden State at the, at the top. I don't think. You know, a lot. Well, you'd probably dispute it with, with okay, Phoenix, Golden State, and Utah at the top. Um, I don't think anybody <laughs> would really, uh, to, to me, it's the first two, but I know you'd want Utah in there. So, and, and they would be third. So it's like those, you have those teams. And then it's like, you don't, didn't really know who the fourth team was going to be. And, and now it's like Memphis has really stepped into that void. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. You're probably going to have home court in a playoff series, and it's going to be interesting to see how that goes for them and how far Jock can take them because he has really taken a leap. Um, it seems to me that he's probably going to be the favorite for most improved um, with how great he's been. Definitely going to mm-hmm. be, you know, maybe all-star starter. I mean, just he is really taking – he's he's definitely the best player from that draft. I mean, we can say that now. Everybody was all in on Zion. And it's like Ja is the dude from that draft. 
Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I mean. But if, I mean yeah. any, anything else that we wanna we wanna hit on? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's hit a, a couple more. Dallas Mavericks blow. <laughs> just, just. I know they're fifth, but it's just a great feeling to know that like they're not that great. You know, everyone was saying you know Luca's gonna be the MVP, especially because he made his money. But I'm just like, no, he made his money, so now he's gonna be a fat cat. That's that's what I like to call it. Call it fat cat syndrome. I got that from uh, Brendan Tobin of the the Miami Heat 790 ticket radio station. Um, anyway, uh, so they just don't have anyone. When you give someone like 200 and something million dollars, like everyone else is just gonna be garbage. And you know, when Luca is a smoker who is always you know injured because he's built like a fridge and he doesn't do anything like cardio or just working out in general, like you just think that he could just ball all day and lose the weight, but he can't. Um, you, you see the benefits, you see the benefits and he didn't have any of those benefits. And he just been injured with ankle injuries left and right. He's not exciting. I haven't really even heard his name uh, like that this year because of the injuries and because he's just been kind of, you know, blah this year, you know, I don't know. Have you been hearing? I know you say you haven't really been like, watching too much but usually i'm hearing a whole bunch of highlights and stuff but he's averaging a career low right now actually not, not career low he had 21 his first season but it's 20 it's three points less than his last season i know he has nine assists but like he's not even really playing that well his three-point percentage went from a 35 percent last year to 31 percent. so just honestly terrible 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 shooting um and again he just doesn't play defense and he's just always injured that's my thing um, so I'm happy about that. <laughs> Not the injury, just because they suck. And uh, the Lakers. Yeah. You know? Well, so uh, I, I wanted to, to hit on Dallas oh, for you. My bad, on. My bad, um, my bad. So one thing about Dallas that you didn't mention that I had a problem with when they did it. And, um, you know, I don't that this is, you know, starting to, you know, have really have an effect on the court for them. And that's the coaching, the coaching change. Mm. Um, not saying that, that that Rick Carlisle was like the perfect coach for, for for that team, but um, Jason Kidd, really iffy track record. I get that he has ties to them, and and I think their thing was well, he you know he's you know a, a point guard. Maybe he can connect with Luca, you know, and all, all all that stuff. But like, I was really not a fan of that coaching hire. I basically wrote Dallas off for the season when they made the hire. Um especially when you look at the rest of that team. And, and I think the supporting caster on Luca too, is, is, is a real problem. I don't know that it's because of the contract they gave Luca because he's actually this season, he's still on his rookie scale and then it kicks in next year. Um, but just in, in terms of they weren't able to get anyone in free agency, um, you know, really, which really hurt them. Uh, they're ha- hamstrung by that poor Zingas contract, which to me, that's the bigger problem. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, Luca, I, I know you, you said some things about Luca that, indicate that you're not as high on him as, as a lot of people are, which I'm not saying you're wrong or right, but I think the bigger problem is um, when you've got a guy like Porzingis who is, you know, really not a star anymore and you're paying him max money. That that really hurts you. And um, that's the problem that, that Dallas has. They just, because of that, they're not able to get, you know, enough talent around the go. So um, I, I don't really, you know, I think it'll be the same thing as it's been for them. You know, they'll be competitive in a first round series because Luca is really good. Um, and, and he'll, you know, even if he's not in great shape now, he'll probably play himself in a better shape as the season goes on. But, um, you know, will they be able to win a series? I don't think so. I mean, if they hold play on, Memphis, Memphis is winning. Hold on, hold on. You said, you said he will get in better shape as a – it's like 20-something games. Well, actually, no, what is it? It's like we're, we're in the half of the season. If you're not in peak shape right now – you're not going to be in peak shape when the playoffs come. I'm sorry. I'm you're not, not saying he'll be in peak shape. I'm I'm just saying he'll be in he, he might be in better shape. He's not going to be in better shape. They, okay. Like it, like just just um, just from an anatomical adaptation of someone's body, right? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, ana, ana, like like you would have to take a couple weeks to a couple couple months most likely to really get in shape. And it's already February. It's almost February. It's two weeks from February. And again, injury prone, ankle issues. So he's not going to try to, you know, put a lot of weight on it, even though he's still, you know, a heavy guy. But by the time he gets there, like his body's going to be drained. So having to put that 
and tax his body extra and still play, you know, 82 games. I mean, he's not playing 82 games because he's injured, but just saying playing 82 games, like your body's not going to be able to withstand that type of pressure. Like it's not going to be like you. He should have started day one of like the off season or sorry, of the preseason start really ramping things up. And I know he's going to start ramping things up. And I promise you, there's going to be some type of injury in the near future for Luca when it comes to it. Because he's going to try to, you know, be Superman like he always does. All these step-back jumpers, all these step-back jumpers are really crushing his ankle. But that's all he does. <laughs> he All he does is step-back jumpers all day, and he's just putting so much pressure on it. And what happens is, if you lose a pound of – this is the last thing I'll say about Luca, But if you lose yeah. a pound of weight – you are usually losing or usually losing about two to four pounds of pressure off of your joints. Okay. So imagine someone doing again, those step back jumpers over and over and over and over and over again, just the, the, the ankle, the knees, the hips, you know, all these issues that are happening inside your body. Plus it's rumored that he's a smoker. So that doesn't help with his body and his, you know, you know, just, Anything with his body at all, cells or anything. Yeah, that ain't good. <laughs> exactly. His cardio isn't going to be great because his lungs aren't, you know, working as efficiently as a, like, it's just a bunch of things that he is not doing. So honestly, in a couple months or sorry, a couple years, there's going to be a lot of like injuries and a lot of injuries and a lot of injuries if he doesn't one stop smoking and two just you know try to keep in shape. But he had a whole off season. This is the first season that they had a whole off season in like three years. Like, why didn't well, he do okay, something? I'm gonna push back on that. It, the off season was not. It was literally a month shorter th- than it normally is. And okay. I, I will say, you, you know, so he, they still had a lot of the off season, but like mm-hmm. when you're taking a month out of a, you know, the finals usually end in June and camp usually starts in September. So okay. when you're doing a three month off season and you're cutting a month out, that is significant. Tyler Hero and Tyler Hero and uh, Bam Adebayo both gained 15 pounds of muscle in that offseason, in this last offseason. And Bam Adebayo was on the Olympic team and won a championship. So he had even less time to actually do that. You understand well, Luca was too. Luca was on the I, Olympic team. I, I understand that, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like he, people are able to do that if their mindset is there. You know, Tyler here, like I said, this this whole offseason he gained 15, and then Bam as well did the same thing. And I'm sure you, you don't see Giannis taking a break and doing that. You know, he's gonna try to stay fit, try to work out. You know, he just doesn't have it. He just thinks, oh, I'm great. Everyone's great. He has the IQ. He has the knowledge to do these things. Like. He has the the resources, but he just doesn't do it. And I'm, like I said, that's the last thing I would say about that guy. Uh, let, let's 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 move on to uh, last thing, I guess, the uh, Lakers. Like, uh, you have any news for the Lakers? Um, you know, the Lakers are just uh, you know, they're, they're just a complete joke from from top. To top. <laughs> um, you know, and and, and, and and you know, I I have to mention this T because I believe you're one of the people in the off season along with 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 our one of our other friends and, and the rest of us were against it, but you, I believe were in support of them making the Russell Westbrook trade. Do you have anything to say for that now? <laughs> wow. Call me out on that. Um, honestly, <laughs> no, no, no. Honestly, I mean, you didn't call me out for saying that the, the, the Celtics were the second best team in the East. So nah, it's not you know, I mean, I, you, you say that all, all, every year, so I'm not even gonna, you know, I don't say that every year. I said before, before 2020, 2021, yes, yes. I was worried about it. So. Okay. All right. Uh, um. This this is what I have to say about it. Um. There were a lot of injuries. You know, Anthony Davis is still out. You know, just a lot of injuries. Uh. That happened this year. I'm not blaming that because they have just been dog shit. But they still have not been able to get all their guys. Kendrick Nunn still hasn't played. They just got Trevor Ariza back. You know, and at the end of the day, they have a squad of like ancient people who are just not that great. And if one of your guys, if you have to start the offseason or after the offseason, sorry, 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 let me re- rephrase that. If you have to sign Avery Bradley two days before the season starts and put him in the starting lineup, that's how you know you have an issue with your team. You know, that means you don't trust anybody else on the squad to step up into that starting position who's been there uh, a lot longer, which was maybe a couple months, you know. Um, 
Kalen Horton Tucker is not doing, you know, the greatest. He's not shooting well at all. You know, Russell Westbrook is always, you know, brick city. Carmelo Anthony has been decent, but he's also dropped off in the last couple of weeks. You know, he had a very hot start in the beginning, and then later on he kind of fizzled out. And then again, uh, injuries between AD, uh, you know, they said that they were 5-0 and or 6-0 and with LeBron at center. You know, if, if you have to have LeBron James be the center, I would trade AD in a heartbeat because you can see that it's just like, hey, AD, you don't have any leadership, like, like I understand that you're complaining about like you not want to be center because it takes you know it taxes you out, but like you don't have to be it all the time. But stop fucking bitching about it, yo. You're making millions of dollars to fucking play. You're one of the best players on the court. You can speed past big men. You can like dominate smaller forwards. Like you can do these things. Take charge. Like you're supposed to be the one who's kind of creeping past uh, LeBron, saying, "Hey, this is my team." You said the shit this year. You said the shit last year. Now you're not saying it. Like now you're like, oh, like like LeBron is schooling you. He's like 39. I don't know how 38, 39. Like yo, he's old as fuck, and he's supposed to be giving you the fucking keys to the fucking city. And honestly, when LeBron leaves, you're gonna get traded. I really feel that way. Like you're not the person that everyone wants. You're gonna get traded for three first round draft picks and you know some other, you know draft capital just because at the end of the day you're not the person that like you they thought you were you thought you were getting like new orleans uh ad but then you started ended up getting new orleans ad because new orleans ad was injured fuck <laughs> he scored a lot of points he'll be out for 10 games he scored a lot of points he'll be out for 10 games now you're just like and, and you're getting older and older he's like what 27 28 now like come on man like it's it's just sad to see uh, a, a team that everyone had all these high expectations um, dropped down. And I I will say one thing. I thought that they were going to be a lot better, but I forgot that Russell Westbrook is just, you know, sometimes a headache, and he's not going to try to, you know, do a lot of stuff when it comes to the second unit, you know. He's not going to be like, all right, I could be a bench player. You know, I'll do it for the good of the team. Like, no, he's like, oh, I could do, like, I know I'm not going to be able to do 25, 15, and 15. Bitch, no one's asking you to do that. You could get 25, 15, and 15 and still lose the fucking game, you know, even though he has, like, a 70% uh, win record when he's triple-double. But, like, one thing that I would just want to, like, focus on is just, like, this is going to be your team for the next couple years unless you can get Russell Westbrook out. And my biggest thing, my biggest trade is the John Wall situation. I would love John Wall to switch teams. Russell Westbrook could just stay on the bench and do whatever he wants and you know end his career in uh on the Rockets again. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, I mean, so I'll, I'll say this. We'll we'll see what the Lakers can pull off in the offseason because at that point Westbrook will be expiring and maybe there will be an opportunity for them to ship his expiring deal out for a team that wants cap room, you know, and yeah. send them back some role players with, with longer term money and, and things like that. Maybe that, that could be a thing in the off season. Um, but I mean, to me, the Westbrook thing was just stupid from the very beginning. It was just, you rarely see because teams have gotten a lot smarter. You rarely see moves anymore with, when they happen. And it's just like, Oh my God, how stupid is that? And this was that for me with, with, with Westbrook going to the Lakers. I from the get go, I was like, Oh my God, this stood up, especially when they could have, it, it, you know, instead of what they did, they they had the option to keep KCP and flip the other two players for Buddy Heald, which I would have been a way better fit, would have added shooting around. Like, what does LeBron usually succeed with? You know, with all his stops to the NBA, what does he play best with? And that's shooting. Yeah. But as much shooting around LeBron as you can. Buddy Heald is a great shooter. He would have been great with that team. I would have picked the Lakers to come out of the West if they had made that move instead as it is. I don't think they're winning around in the playoffs. Um, I, I think that team is just a disaster. I think LeBron, I think it now is likely going to have wander. His eyes are going to be wandering, even though this just absolute mess of a team is his fault. You know, he's the one who, you know, put, I mean, T, who do you think would win the, the local nursing home team or, or, or the Lakers if they played? I mean, uh, that's definitely. The They're fucking nursing home team. Yeah, that's good. Luckily, those old heads. Yeah. 
But yeah, yes, yes, the nursing home team. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a joke. Like you know, I, it's just I I don't know. And of course, LeBron's going to blame other people. Vogel's going to get the blame, and um, you know, the GM's going to get the blame when he's the one who wanted all these old ass players on on this team. And you know, I don't I, I imagine he's going to end up somewhere else to finish his career, whether it's a trade or free agency. I mean, he you, you know, do you think there's a chance LeBron finishes in in, in Cleveland? I mean, given the nucleus they're building there, because that would certainly be interesting and then yeah i mean the whole thing is just a disaster the lakers have won their last ring for a while and it's going to take a, a real mess to clean up there um, you know I, I'm, I'm very happy as someone who you know is a you know is a sports better i saw through the lakers right from the beginning and i put money on both the warriors and the suns and here we are baby yeah i mean yeah um uh, I I think that's that's good for me. Uh, just want to say one thing. I'm very. This is just me being biased about my, Miami Heat. This it, we haven't yeah, talked about. So. See, yeah, yes. Um, let, let's do that real quick before we get off. Miami Heat's been crushing. I'm loving how they're playing. They beat the Suns. Um, it's weird seeing that Duncan Robinson's on the bench for the last three games. Uh, and Max Struess has been the the starting. Uh, guard for us. Tyler Hero's on the bench as well. <laughs> so it's good to see that they, they're just like, fuck it. Like, uh, there was an interview earlier saying that um, uh, Duncan Robinson doesn't care if he starts or not. It, it's for the betterment of, of the team. And I'm just like, yeah, motherfucker, could you just, or you're already making, you know, five years, 90 million. So who gives a shit if you sit or stand or fucking go in? It doesn't matter. Um, that's that's the first thing that I was gonna say. I'm glad that we're killing it right now. Um, and secondly, is I just read that the Miami Heat are eyeing an early return from Victor Oladipo pre uh, All Star break, so maybe around February twentieth. Oh, very good, T. Yeah, I yeah. mean, look, I you know, I I'm very impressed with with what the Heat have put together, and and look, it's going to be interesting when we get to the playoffs. You know, I every you know the Bulls. I understand they're a great story, and I understand they have a great record. I still kind of view that team until they prove me otherwise is a team that's going to win in the regular season, but has some shortcomings come playoff mm-hmm. time. I think their paint defense, you know, with you, I get their perimeter defense is good, but you know, I don't know with Vucevic is like the big man. You know, when you're trying to win in the playoffs, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. But uh, to me. I love Milwaukee. I think they're the favorites to at least come out of the East. And then I think you guys are that top challenger, man. I, Miami's got a great squad. Yeah, they're so. looking hot. Again, we haven't – like, Jimmy hasn't played for, like, the last five games. Bam hasn't played. He's only played 18 games this season. So, it's great to see that we're still killing it. I'm, I'm, good to, I'm glad to see that we have a bunch of players that I thought that uh, they weren't good enough without, you know, Victor Oladipo coming back. So, now, in my eyes, I'm just like – is Victor Oladipo actually going to get a spot? <laughs> That's my thing. I feel confident in Gabe Benson and Max Schroes and Caleb Martin, who's supposed to be a two-way, like, all these guys, and we're fucking killing it. So, uh, Victor, you better be on your A game because you're not starting. I know that for sure, you know? Yeah, I mean uh... – you know, you, you guys definitely, uh, you know, have a lot of depth and, and that's going to serve you well, um, you know, you know, going forward. And certainly the fact that unlike a certain other team who hasn't really been mentioned in this year, your top mm-hmm. objective as a franchise is not to spread COVID as far and wide as possible. You know, that's a benefit for you guys, too. So, you know, I definitely yeah, think yeah. you guys are that second team man, behind Milwaukee. So I hope I hope we see that series in the playoffs. You guys have had some interesting series the last couple of years. Each yes, team and. Um, you know, I hope we get, uh, you know, the, the, the third one to decide it all, right? So, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, anything else before we, uh, before we... that That is all, man. Great, great to hear from you. Great to hear from you. Yeah, great to hear from you, too. Um, I hope everything goes well um, with, uh, with your classes and, and, and with uh, anything you want to plug uh, for show-off training? Uh, no, I'm good with the show-off training right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, boss. All right. Well, sounds good. I'll, uh, I'll catch you later, then. All right, see you then. Peace. All right, I'll see you. Thanks for listening to uh, episode 43 of the Clown Chat Podcast. Uh, this uh, episode has been uh, brought to you by uh, Jacob's NBA blog. And it's called uh, Jacob's NBA blog just because it was too hard to change the name, but it is really 
this, the, the, the place, the home of uh, my uh, best sports takes in both uh, basketball and football. Right now, actually, we're really in, you know, heavy on football. It's a big part of the season. We're headed down to, you know, towards the playoffs. And, uh, yeah, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're excited and, and, and we're really cranking out some good stuff on there. We, we, we posted something on there uh, a couple of days ago, just ranking the, the six wild card matchups uh, uh, first to last in terms of excitement level and, and, and how good the matchup is going to be to watch. Um, and, and we're going to have some stuff coming in the next few days, too. Uh, later tonight, um, I'm going to try to have, at the very least, the AFC... Um, game preview out where I'm going to kind of break down each matchup. Um, well, each matchup that's worth breaking down, that is. And so there's one that might not be worth worth the time to break down. So I may not do that, but um, certainly the rest of them. I'll break them down and I'll make a pick for, for all of them. Um, I'll try to have an NFC one relatively soon as well. I'm, I'm going to try to have um, something out. And, and this may also, this may actually come first and then I don't know which one I'll get to. Now. I'll definitely have something on there tonight, but um, I'm going to try to have uh, just my best futures bets uh, for the playoffs um, and, and then a couple to stay away from. And then um, if I have time later in the week, I may just do a ranking of like just a power ranking of, of, of the 14 playoff teams. Um, so, yeah, I'm, uh, you know, I definitely check it out. Um, it's been uh, it's been fun to do. Um, it's been fun to you know have a spot where I can kind of blog and, and and spit my takes out and you know that's not just uh, you know you know the podcast. The podcast has been great. We've had a lot of great conversations. Whether it's been me just doing it solo or or having great guests like T and Raleigh and um, and and whatnot, they've been great guests and and we appreciate having them on and they, they do contribute a lot of a lot of insight. Um, that you don't necessarily get with me all the time. So um, it's good to, good, you know, good, good, good to have them on. And we, you know, you, you won't get that on, on the blog, but it'll just be me. And, you know, I definitely think, you know, if you enjoyed this podcast, I think it's worth, uh, I think it's worth checking out the blog. So uh, thanks for listening. And, and we'll be back soon, maybe later this week with, uh, maybe we can get Raleigh on with a, a wild card game preview. Um, that might not be possible, but we'll see what we can do. Um, if not, you'll hear from us, um, you know, maybe next week with the divisional round preview. Um, as far as NBA, we'll probably get back into that um, closer. My guess would be maybe to the trade deadline if we, um, if you know, if we don't have time before then, we might, we might get back into that. We might do a, a trade deadline preview like a, a couple weeks or a week before the deadline. So. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great evening, and um, if you're in the if you're in the Northeast, stay warm because it is uh, it is cold as hell up here right now. So thank you. Have a great night. <laughs>